episode 17 Rhi. i think 17 how you doing Rhi? i didn't really check I'm, that beforehand i'm good geez i'm good how are you good i like the do-rag you're looking good today <laughs> man so do-rag this is a bonnet a bonnet that's it a bonnet well before we go any further we have got a special guest today again special guest number two this time over from the other side of the not other side of the world ish evan how you doing my man i'm doing good man how are you thanks yeah. for uh having me on here now we've been forward to this now nah, we've been we've been keen to have you actually you've been very supportive of the podcast and stuff so obviously and this was group. my idea as well you know now this this actually overall was my idea i've been saying it for time like let's get everyone you know it as well bro <laughs> no he's right he's right but anyway bro thank you for joining us um let me let me give you a, lot, a little background into how i know evan so obviously me and evan met each other at college back in 25th 2016 i would say i probably mm-hmm. met you Mm-hmm. um and this this is i love this story about you bro because the way me and you got close you were originally closer with some of the other boys in the team before me right yeah yeah i'd gotten um, close with like ethan ross yeah exactly so like obviously i i knew you and i was cool with you like, i saw you around but like it wasn't necessarily like, a close friendship but me and you started like we, we found out that we both like sushi and stuff we started going out for sushi together so that started but then i'll tell you where it really hit the most is when my the girl i was dating at the time i was meant to be staying at her house but i had like a week in between so there was a week between when i was meant to go stay at her house and when college finished so i had like a week to myself in america and i was kind of a bit like shit like what do i do um obviously i'm not going to go back to england for a week and i remember telling you this and you at the time were like bro just come to my house for a week in florida and i was like wait what and i was like are you, are you sure but I, I kind of thought you were just kind of saying that to be nice and you were like nah bro come um and i was like are you sure and you were like yeah bro so and then obviously I come to Florida, have like a week. We've ended up being a bit longer actually than a week. And obviously, like, I mean, I don't even need to go any further than that. Me and you become super close after that. Me and you and your family. I ended up living in. Hey, that's nice, you know. Yeah. That's a good story. You that's know? so nice. Well, I was like, smiling the whole time, bro. <laughs> I, I even I even offered before I even like consulted um, Mama Lockwood because I knew she'd say yes. Um, and look how that panned out as well. Now you have a second family now in Florida. Not just me, even this kid. Even yeah, this kid. yeah, and beyond. No, listen, the way the way I big like you and your family up to everybody is mad. The hospitality is on point, ten out of ten. Mm. Well, yeah, we've always we've always wanted to be, you know, super welcoming to to friends. Like we've we've been doing that since. You know, I, I can remember. And at first, at first, when I was younger, and my mom would like almost adopt. I got super jealous, right? But then, <laughs> but then I learned it was like, no, she's just being herself. You know, my mom and my dad are such good caregivers for not only just my sister and I, but all the all the exterior siblings, as my mom likes to call it. No, literally, bro. That's lovely, man. If that was my mom. She'd be like, get out. <laughs> hey, Ree, I've got one question for you. I remember the very first time I saw Evan's house, I literally felt like mm. I was in a movie. Like, I walk into this house and you see, like, you see table tennis in the garage. You see a swimming pool, like the actual physical house. Uh, itself. But, bro, like, that was, when, I, when I walked in, I remember I was like, this can't be real. What was your, like, first, like... Bro, you know? it's even before the house. It's like going into the neighbourhood. Do you know what I mean? Like, your whole area... And then when you actually go into the house, like the main thing is like your garage though that like, has like um in the fridge, this is all alcohol. I was like, no, nah. I was like, this guy lives a life, bro. They stay stacked, bro. They got the Gatorades, they got the coronas, like they got the water bottles. And just you know what's the nicest thing though? It's like your your outside bit. So like if it's a nice weather and you've got friends over, you man can just sit down and just chat. Do you know how nice that is, bro? Oh, that's that's, that's one of the things I miss most about that that house. Um is just being able to sit in the backyard, listen to like the the, the animals over the lake, having a nice yeah. corona, sitting by on the long chairs by the by the pool. Oh, I would uh, sit there for hours. That's the one. No, but anyway, Evan. Obviously, like me and Rion came and stayed with you in in Florida and all that stuff. I know you're from McKendree, but like obviously you're not there anymore. So do you want to give us a little like intro on yourself for people <clears> who don't know much about you? Just kind of like what you're doing right now, where you're living, blah blah. Yeah, so after Kaze and I um, graduated from McKendree, we both went back down to Florida along with uh, our boys, Ratik and Ethan. Stayed down there for a bit. Um, then life moved on with Ratik and Ethan. They had their own things they had to take care of in university and um, relationship. It was, um, but Kaze and I stuck it out a little longer in Orlando right till the pandemic. 
And then literally with, we, was, we were just chilling by the pool. And uh, when coronavirus really hit, uh, I had to move back to Canada. Um, not just because of the virus, but I had planned on doing it. And, and um, but I had to like really accelerate those plans. So Kays and I didn't even really get a proper goodbye. And we had, you know, basically seen each other for six years, almost six years straight. For real. So it was, it was crazy. And, but yeah, ever since moving back to Ottawa, I uh, started working at a tennis club up here as one of the um, high performance coaches as well as rec coaches. Um, but now I've kind of started making a career change. Haven't really talked about it too much to too many people, but I will now. And uh, in, in the breaking news coming up <laughs> in the, I'm in the process <laughs> of, uh, of going into firefighting. So I'm getting my application together. I've been contacting a lot of people. I have family that are kind of in that um, field. So, yeah, I've been getting my application together. I'm going to start. And hopefully, yeah, that's next... wavy. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I knew, right. I, knew, I knew about this already. So I was like, let me try and act, <laughs> act you up. But I was like, I already know. So I was like, He's like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Nah, that's cool, bro. Nah, that's all, that's all good to hear, bro. We're um, rooting for you, obviously. Listen, yeah. I know that's I know that's gonna go well for you, bro. I actually know it. That's gonna plan out for you. I hope so. I hope so. As Rion yeah. says, when it's your time, it's your time, isn't it? When it's your time, it's your time. That's facts. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited about it. It should be should be interesting, and it will push me in a direction and mindset I haven't really been pushed in before. So I'm I'm excited. That for means that. yeah, if there's a crazy crazy fight, <laughs> you gotta jump in. Oh no, yeah, let me just dive right in the fire, <laughs> beat it up. <laughs> Fireman, I'm so. like, ooh, tell you I'm in five minutes. Right, I'll let you look. You know I'll be fine. <laughs> I would come, but the kettle's just boiled. I would come, but I just actually realized I'm petrified of fire, so I've got to go home. <laughs> I was good at the practical, uh, the physical test, but the practical one. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. Before we go too far, thanks for the intro, Evan. Absolutely. We're going to do our usual though, Re. Although Evan's actually got one as well today, but we're going to do our would you rather questions. Let's do this. You got three in it. Two for Re on one for Evan. Yeah, so I'll do the first mm. two, Evan, and then you do the last one, yeah? Yeah. All right, so the first one is, yeah, would you rather have a job that you hate, but you're earning ridiculous money, or have your dream job, but you can literally afford like your bare necessities, like your bills and food, and that's it? So, so basically, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I would pick enjoying my career. Um, if you don't, if you're not happy with what you're doing, you're just going to be miserable, whether you're at work or at home, because then you're just not looking forward to going back to work. If I love what I do. I'm fine, um, barely. I mean, not scraping by, but living paycheck to paycheck, because I'm at least happy. Um, because, yeah, if you get, like, down, in a, even if you're making a lot of money, but, but you may not have time to enjoy the money. So it's, Facts. what's the point? That's a shot, yeah. You know, That's you so true. So you know? Yeah, you, if you work hard and you earn the money, you want to enjoy it. So if I'm not going to enjoy the money, I'm going to enjoy my time. Do you know what, yeah? I can't lie. I'm going with heaven <clears> as well. I would rather have my dream job and earn nothing but just go to work, feeling happy, Mm-hmm. Be able to like afford that, just like literally the essentials. You know, I'd be calm with that. With me, bro, like, yeah, I 100% agree with you guys. But my only concern is if, like, in the future, yeah, we go, your money hungry <laughs> bastard. <laughs> do love a bit of cash, I do. Yeah. No, I guess my only concern is if you got a family and stuff as well, then, like, is that, fa- is that fair to do that to them? Like, put them on the bare minimum. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? But, but, but then they appreciate what you give them even more. True, I'll, I'll be buying them fuck all anyway, even if I had money. <laughs> oh, this guy is, Case is the tightest person, you know? Honestly. Case would be like, don't have bare money, but still be living that skint life. When but we were at McKendry, bro, he would he would buy rice that was 50 cents cheaper just because it was 50 cents cheaper. You're not, <laughs> you're not playing with me. <laughs> like, bro, we're, like, we were going to a restaurant called Best Mango, yeah? And then these guys would come up to us like, oh, so you guys want tea? And Case would be like, for free. And I'll be like, no, 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 no. He'd be like, no, I'm cool, boss. I'm cool, boss. <laughs> the, the last time I saw him super stingy with money, we went to all-you-can-eat sushi. 
And it was normally like $20, all you can eat at a really nice place in Orlando. And the last time we went, they're like, oh, no, sorry, we don't do that anymore. But we can, this time we'll do it for like 25 bucks. Here's goes, Busted. nope, and left. <laughs> he was like, Swear. Nah. <laughs> that $5 just made it too much for him. You know what, bro? I go with a mindset, yeah? And if it changes, I'm, <laughs> I'm gone. But anyway. <laughs> All right, second question, yeah? Would you rather have a girlfriend or a partner who's intelligent or good looking? So, Intelli- I, if she, if intelligent she, so if she's good, if she's good looking, she's mm-hmm. paying, but she's just stupidly dumb, bro. Proper like Patrick, Patrick from um, SpongeBob, or or like someone who's really, really intelligent, but just disgracefully clapped. Well, luckily, I'm I'm fortunate. <laughs> I don't know why that got me so much, bro. You were dying. <laughs> um, I'm I'm lucky enough. I'm gonna be the cheesy boyfriend here that I got the best of both worlds: intelligence and beauty. There he goes. My beautiful girlfriend. I'm gonna give her a shout out, Juliet. There he is. Um, <laughs> hey, Juliet. I hey, sorry, Juliet. You better stream this now. Give us one extra view. She said, "If I'm gonna give her a shout out, I said, I guess I have to." Yeah, um, set me up for that one. Um. No, I'd probably, I'd probably have to go with intelligence, honestly, because it's so hard to have a conversation with a stupid person. Like, Facts. like Facts. there's times where you're just kind of sitting there, you'd rather bang your head against the wall than have a, then continue the conversation. Trust um, me. Do you know what? Yeah, no, it has to be intelligence because mm. obviously looks is. Can only get bro, you so I've always far. said you can have a pen girlfriend, bro. For the first six months, she's paying. After six months, she's just a normal girl. But like, like you ain't gonna see her as paying. Everybody else sees her as paying. Yeah, no, I'm going. I'm, I'm saying same with you boys. I got too many stories of that. Linked to certain girl in Richmond. Are you showcase? Sure Linked to certain girl in Richmond Park a few years ago, bro, and it was a <laughs> torturous four hours. Well, was there was also that girl from McKendry, bro? I asked you if you could speak English after she learned you were from England. Bro, yeah. Rion, this this yeah, she this has nothing to do with like me and her were not seeing each other or anything. She no, came to my room, bro. So you know my room at McKendry. If you're an international student, it will have like uh, your flag on that under the door. You know what I'm saying? It will yeah. be like, oh, Ethan from New Zealand or McKendry welcomes Kaiser from the UK, and it will have a picture of your flag. This girl nice. into my room though, seeing that on the front door, chats with me for a good half an hour, bro, and then drops it onto me. So did you know English before you came to America? Swear. I wanted to. But would you, bro? No joke. If that was me, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd, I'd have shook her hand or something, and be like, please, can you leave my room. I wish that. Just I wish left you, it there, bro. I, I low key, when I was that age, when I was nineteen, twenty, I had no personality, bro. If she said that to me now, bro. Oh. But anyway, yeah, that that was that. Should we go to what? <laughs> no go to way. Our... No way. I'd want to just chat with somebody like that. You know. Like, wow, that's that's dumb, you know. That's 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 scary, dumb though. It's like what? Well, yeah, no. I came to America the last four months ago and developed English in an English accent. But all right, Evan, mm. over to you. All right. So mine is: Would you rather only be able to um, hear and speak, or only be able to see and taste? All your other senses are gone. Fucking hell. Hear and speak. See hear. and taste. See. Wait, so oh no, see and taste, see and taste. Because I'm not I don't want to be blind. Oh yeah, Bob. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be blind. And I like food, so obviously mum wants to taste that. I'd be but like then you can't talk. Like you wouldn't be able to talk. I'll do hand signals and just be like, take me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Take, take I'm me. like <laughs> I'm like walking in. <laughs> yeah, but silently. Bit of, bit, bit of sushi, uh, mimic chopsticks, and that'll be good to go. And if someone if someone I don't like, I'd eat. Yep. <laughs> Rion, um, for anyone wondering, just stuck his middle finger up to the camera. <laughs> visual, visual podcast coming in the future. <laughs> Your jokes, bro. All right, all right. Those are our questions? Yeah, that's all done now. All right, sick, bro. Now, thanks for that, Evan. Hope you're feeling good. All right. Oh, yeah. So, as we did with our first guest, Evan, bro, what we've done with Ify is we just kind of touched over general topics that we've spoken about in the past and just kind of wanted to get his response. Obviously, with you, we're going to do similar with you, but with you, I, I wanted to kind of do different questions. Ones that obviously I know you so well, ones that maybe you'll be able to relate to a bit more than just, you know, average stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're going to do, bro. We're just going to touch over previous topics, maybe four or five questions, see where we are. Um, and Rion's got, the, Rion's got the first one. And this is actually an icebreaker question from Ethan. 
right at the start of our podcast. So shout out to Ethan too. Get him involved. All right. Uh, Re. All right, Evan. Yeah. So the question is, yeah, if you could have three people, how do you say the question? Yeah. So you can have three people at dinner, dead or alive. Who are you picking? And you can pick um, family relatives who have passed away. Um, one of them would probably be my granddad, he, who passed away when I was about ten or eleven. Um, him and I were super close when I was younger, and he always support me so i'd want to sit down and be able to tell him how things are going and all that yeah um kind of and then keep him up in the loop with how the rest of the family's doing um <clears throat> another one would probably be a childhood hero of mine steve Irwin. i was a huge fan of him growing up respect, respect um so when i went to australia and i was able to go to the the zoo that he founded it was like a huge bucket list kind of thing for me so i'd love to sit and chat with him and then the third that, that's a tough one um let's see i'd probably pick um probably my favorite filmmaker who made my favorite films peter jackson just to kind of pick his brain about um the whole i mean i know a good chunk of how they made it being the nerd i am of lord of the rings but i'd love to just kind of chat with him more about that kind of stuff so, bro, you you'll come out of that dinner with a millionaire mentality. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, I had to work, you know put in the work, get the success. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's cool, bro. I like that. All right, so that was just kind of that was like our little fun one to start it off. Um, second one, something that I've spoken a lot about, um, is social media. So just like a little touch up from you. Basically, just wanted to ask like. And obviously, I know you've listened to our podcast and what we've said. Do you agree with the stuff that we've mentioned in the past? Like, what's your views on social media in general? Um, the positives and negatives. That, like, if you if you don't mind being like um, honest, like, do you kind of get that same sort of mentality that even I've had in the past, where I th- where I say like, I like I like social media, but then it kind of does it gives you that false reality and stuff. Um, and even with me, bro, even I've like posted a false reality, you know, like when I was in Spain, I was posting these six sunsets and stuff and people probably are thinking like he's having the time of his life. And I was, but in reality, there was a lot of downtimes too, you know? Mm, no, I, I agree completely. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good positives that come out of social media, like being able to stay in contact with people, especially during like a pandemic situation, like in those terms, you know, social media is fantastic. But it definitely, you you always have to be kind of putting your best foot forward. You don't want to put anything down that could be, you know, show any kind of negativity in your life. Because you're, because people get so afraid of being judged by other people to the point where it's like, ooh, I don't like this photo, even if it's a great memory, because I don't look good. It should be, no, we had a great memory. I want to share it not only just for myself, but for my friends and family that may not have been a part of it. Um, But, but for me, like there's some social media platforms I just don't use. Like I don't use Twitter. Um, I don't use TikTok. I mean, especially with Twitter, with all the negativity that goes on it. I mean, you even see it in other social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram where people just comment people you don't know, people you don't really care for just comment and they can say nasty things about you, about what you're talking about, about other things. And it's just like, why, why have to be so negative to people you don't even know or, or should care about, Yeah, you know, and, and to be public about it. Hey, Evan, you know, that, like now you've got a girlfriend, yeah. Mm. Do you like to have like, maybe like rules in place when it comes to social media? <clears throat> Cause obviously when you're single, that's, that's a sick platform to like scout Not yourself. and stuff. Nice. No, um, um no not really at least we don't have rules i mean it's like just be yourself Mm. um you know i've had past relationships where i'll have two instagram accounts um you know one for public eyes and one for private eyes you're not it's so (laughs) (laughs) but it's not even like that that's the oldest trick in the book (laughs) (laughs) but again it's not even it's not even like that though you know what i mean it's just like things that could be taken a different way are on that one, you know, but yeah, they still want to post it. Um, which for me, it's like, you know, if, 
if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, but just don't disrespect yourself or even disrespect me in the relationship. Um, yeah. You know, cause if I don't know who Juliet falls on everything, I don't, but I trust her and, um, and it's not like, you know, anything's going to happen. Like there's only uh, one thing I feel that like I couldn't tolerate, you know, you know, you know, if you're like with someone and then say like, say like your girlfriend was like putting pictures, but like really revealing ones. Mm-hmm. I hate that shit. You know, I just feel like some things are better left like to the imagination. You know, when girls have their bums out and tits, I mm-hmm. disgusting, bro. it is. Um, I mean, one, Juliet doesn't even post like that when she's single. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, at the same time, it comes down to who the person is and what kind of message they're trying to send. Now, mm. could they be on the beach and it looks like that's the kind of photo they're trying to post? Sure. I'm always that kind of guy of benefit of the doubt. Like they're not just trying to flaunt themselves. But I mean, guys do it the same way as well. You know, they'll be shirtless trying to flex at the gym, just like a girl. So it's, it, kind of, <laughs> it can go both ways. We're just, you know, being one side being guys. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, what it comes down to is just the, the relationship. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. You're gone. If, if you trust your partner, you know, they're, they're going to post what they're going to post. And if you try to take control of that, that's the start of an unhealthy relationship because then you're trying to dictate what they're doing. For sure. For sure. Uh, I got a question. So like me and Re- now I think about it, me and Rio on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum in social media. Now, for, mm-hmm. obviously I have it, but when I think about it, I'm actually very active on social media. You know, when I, when I think I, I enjoy that stuff, but then you got Rion who doesn't have it at all. What do you think about, what like what, what's your viewpoint towards him not having it like do you is that something you could ever see yourself doing is it something that's quite shocking to you especially like knowing his personality because that's always been a, like his personality especially is one that you would assume is like you know when i first I heard, on social media you know? when i first heard that you weren't on social media i didn't really believe it i was just like because i remember when we were in london i was like oh what's like your instagram you're like oh, i don't have one all right what's your facebook don't have one <laughs> and <it was> just <laughs> I was just like, what is this guy doing? Like, you know, because, because yeah, you're such a, like a social person. Like you can just have a conversation with anybody. Um, but listening to past podcasts, you want to be like an influencer and like do something like this or even extend your career in this direction. You know, you at least have to have a base social media where it's like, even if it's not all of them, like I have Three, Facebook, have Instagram and Snapchat. He just lets me do all the work. That's what it is, lazy bugger. <laughs> but Joe is like, for you, bro, this is your thing, bro. Like, Kaza, no, like, sure. nice doing it. So I'm just like, listen, do your thing, bro. Yeah, that's 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 the weird thing. I, I really enjoy that stuff, which is sometimes it's a bit, man, not dangerous, but it's a bit like you put yourself out there a lot, you know? Um, but again, though, if, if you want to make this, you know, a long-term career, you have to dive in as well. Um, you no, know, you're, you're right, you know? Even if it's just one at a time, you know, you do one for like two months, then you add a second one for another two, you know, so you don't have to do all, all of them all at once. Build, build your, you know, your resume on social media. I want to, I want to put it out there to the fans. Evan's actually persuading me to make him so (laughs) wrong. This is, this is turning into the Evan podcast featuring Rian Case. (laughs) He's like, fair it. (laughs) <laughs> and I ever ever was my therapy guy back in the day where I chat to him about crazy. We, we had a lot of long chats, but good bro, ones. You know All what? You know what I miss, bro. Obviously, that drive from Orlando to Illinois was tough, and vice versa. Mm. But it brought up about some good conversations, man. Oh yeah, we would get we would have like the deepest kind of conversations for hours. If you can't have a deep conversation at three a.m. in Georgia, where can you? Don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. uh, next question bro we, me and Rian spoke about this a few weeks ago but it's kind of being this age that we are now 24 25 obviously you're 26 soon um <laughs> <laughs> this guy's horrible but ages ages nah, obviously anyway um how did you to be fair bro you're obviously doing very good for someone your age you know you got your own place now you got a job like you know you've got a relationship maybe like the, the things that people think about you know mm-hmm. um how would you say you maybe envisioned this kind of age being 25 when you were younger compared to how it is for you now? Like, cause sorry, even if me, when I was 19, 20, a 25 year old was a grown person, you know? And I'm thinking, okay, when, when I'm 25, I got to have this, this, and this. I mean, yeah. right so what's kind of your, what you envision compared to what you have? I well, guess. even, 
my my vision of where I wanted to be at this age was completely different two years ago um, through some pretty big events in my life, which Kayser was there for. Um, you know, I was at, you know, 20, at 23, I was just thinking about, you know, the next kind of party and training and, um, you know, just looking forward to the one year mark after graduation. I wasn't looking into the future. Um, but after some big, you know, events in life, it kind of opens your eyes into uh, what you really want. Um, <clears throat> so for me, through those, you know, tough lessons I had to go through, um, both in tennis, sport, out of tennis, in personal life, um, it kind of showed me who I truly am and what I want in the future. So for me, it kind of changed my whole mentality of, okay, instead of just looking at one year ahead, I need to look at three years ahead, what I can do in this one year to get to the three-year mark. So for me, it was just, you know, one step at a time, learning different things of what it means to be an adult. And, you know, that's the beauty of being a young adult is you can fail and learn from it. So a lot of times it comes from trying something and then it not working and realizing you can try something, something different. No, I love that. Like, I think I want to go back to like what you said earlier about how you're completely thinking about where well, you kind of are slowly like switching your career path. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you ever maybe envisioned when you were younger or is this something like, is that something when you were a kid, you're like one day I would love to do go into like firefighting, even though I'm obviously you're involved in athletics your whole life um was that ever a thing or is it something that just kind of came about like just it just came about um it was you know probably six seven eight months ago where i was just kind of thinking to myself like am i sorry am i going in the right direction that i want long term not just for myself but for my future family because that's my big motivation is I, i do everything for what i want to do in the next steps um and, you know, I love coaching tennis. I love doing the strength and conditioning with high performance guys. It's awesome. And we have a plan long-term for that. But as Kayser knows, coaching tennis isn't really a salary job unless you're at the very top. Mm-hmm. You're either one of the top academy coaches or professional coach. Because even university coaches, unless you're the top guys winning national championships, you're not making very much money. Um, so for me, it was, what can I, what's something that I can do that I would love to do? Um, and, and so, and then funny enough, there was actually a fire in my apartment complex, like in the laundry room, cause somebody didn't, didn't take the lint out. And so I saw the firefighters and I was like, you know, like this would be something kind of interesting to. Why are you here? You don't mind if I just grab your CV and pull <laughs> Basically, no, I, I, obviously I didn't chat with any of them because they were working. Um, so I, I got a picture in my head. I can imagine them from a pin off fire. You're, you're just giving out your CV. Just, just if you have a minute. If you have a minute. <laughs> um, but it kind of just, it was just weird enough how that all worked. And it was, it was just kind of put in my head. It's like, and so I did some research for a couple of months. And I have a, a cousin that's a firefighter, so I talked with him. Um, and yeah, it was it was really cool hearing about how much they enjoy it and how being an athlete can really translate into something like this. So I was like, now let's go for it. That's something that I love about like playing sport growing up is that even if you don't necessarily go into a professional setting or continue the sport, you take so much away from it that transfers into other aspects, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the mental side of it, yeah. The, and for your for your thing, yeah, the physical side of it will go into firefighting. So that's why I think it's so important to play sport as long as you can. Um, oh, absolutely! It's 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 something that can translate not only just for physically but mentally. I mean, you can learn so many life lessons through sports, which was one of the things I was even more grateful um, for sport than just the physical side of making it to a high level. No, that's cool. I got one last thing before we go to the next question. Sorry, I'm just kind of I'm vibing a bit. Um, would you like again? I did say though, as a 25 year old, you're actually someone who does have like maybe these certain categories. You know, you got the house, you got the job, blah, blah blah. But do you still ever find that maybe you do compare yourself to other people in certain aspects? Because like even me, like I do. Maybe sometimes I think like shit, I'm single. You know, I might compare myself in that sense. Um, 
Do you find you do that? I, I guess you tick a lot of categories. Evan, if, if you compare yourself, that's crazy because right, <clears throat> right now you look good, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. It's actually so true, like, you know, a gap, you have a, good a girl, a job. But that's, I think that's why it's even more interesting to see if he does, though. Do you know what I mean? Because he actually yeah. does, he does tick categories. Um, I mean, of course, you you can't help but um, compare yourself, you know, because then I have, you know, friends that I've known when I was really little who are four or five levels above me in terms of success career wise. Um, like one of my lifelong friends I've known since I was six went to Ivy league school on a full scholarship, right? Like he's a genius and already had thousands and thousands in his bank account because of he got into investing at a very young age, mm. you know? So like in, in terms of comparing myself to him, you know, it, I can, I can, get disappointed in myself but at the same time it's like everyone has a different timeline everyone has a different life variables they go through um, preach preach so so in terms of you know i i like to uh, who was it it was a famous actor i forget his name but he said that his motivation is himself 10 years from now and he, he knows he'll never catch that but he's motivated by himself 10 years in the future yeah, what kind of what kind of man, person, father, etc. He wants to be in ten years time, and that's his motivation. No, I love um, that. So hey, that's something someone, I kind of look to. Do you know? Do you know someone that who's an actor that like um, you know Mark Ruffalo that plays the Hulk in Avengers and that? Apparently, he didn't he didn't like get his first big break in acting until he was like thirty one or something. Yeah, so do you know I mean? Like, yeah, Morgan Freeman was fifty five when he got his first big job. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not even about age, you know. It's, it's, it's literally just the same. When it's your time, it's your time. Your time will come. That's why I think as long, if you can keep yourself going till then, that's the main Yeah, have, have a good, be like Resilio and have a good energy. About yeah. It. it was Matthew McConaughey. That's who said it. There you go. Oh, uh, he's hard brain. as well. Matthew McConaughey will give you a little tag in this video. Make sure you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> I've been on the Rian Kier show. <laughs> uh, nah, that, that's good to know, bro. Um, Couple more, Rian. Yeah, do um, yeah. I'll do the next question. So, Evan, so far in your life, yeah, what has had the biggest impact on you? Biggest impact? Uh, well, I think Kay's knows. I'll go a little bit into it. Um, so, in a previous relationship, um, yeah, went through a really, really big moment where um, I was going to be a father, and um, and unfortunately lost lost the baby in miscarriage but that was the biggest turnaround in my life for sure um you know because again I was young I didn't even think about that you know like you, you talk with all the guys like oh god if, if if this ever happened man I don't know what I would do and then, and then it was a reality you know yeah. oh, shit what am I going to do and it was kind of that moment where you had to look really deep within yourself and be like what kind of man person citizen do i want to be in, <laughs> in my life you know like um and and so it, for me it changed me completely completely changed my my way of thought and that's what motivates me no, is yeah. what i ask you like you know mm -hmm. you know when you first found out that like, like that you're going to be a dad yeah mm -hmm. we all like, found that together <laughs> yeah, yeah. what was that your reaction was you like oh shit that won't be a dad or we or like you just stepped up you was ready for it um so actually that's a funny well not a funny story but a, a good story because Kay's really was a huge factor here um when i found out we were all in the front room and and i got the phone call and i was and i tried to play it off like nothing happened but obviously that wasn't the case. So I just kind of quietly walked into my room, sat on the bed, you know, holding like face in hands, like trying not to cry. Cause I'm thinking like, Oh shit. Like I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. And then I'm also thinking I'm going to have to call my parents and tell them, you know, cause you don't want to disappoint them. You know, they've invested so much time and, you know, they want you to live your life before you have to settle in that way um but can as I ask, I was, how did oh, sorry can i ask that how did your like mom and dad react how do you think mama lockwood reacted like a freaking <laughs> champ like she was if i had to guess she'd be like come on Evan, we can do this 
Well, she was, so I was actually scared that she was going to say that she was disappointed in me. And she kind of just sat there like on the phone and she was like, well, um, I guess this is going to be a new adventure. You know, she's like, she's so open-minded when it comes to stuff like that. Like she didn't, she wasn't mad. Like she probably was a little disappointed, but she didn't let me feel it. Um, And she was so supportive. That was the big, the huge, and I knew she would be, but you know, you always have that slight fear of, of it not. Yeah. But she was absolutely the rock right there for me that I had to lean on. Um, Cause you know, I had questions. I, I didn't know what to think. And she was kind of just keeping me kind of straightforward. But, but going back to the, uh, the other one with Kayser, like when I found out he just kind of walked in the room and, and I had chatted with him about it before and, and he was like, oh, I'll be whatever. Da, 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 da. And then I looked down, and I was just like, yep. He just, without even saying, he just kind of sat next to me and just looked at me and went, we'll get through it together. And that was the moment for me that I was just kind of like, I didn't feel alone. Cause that, in that moment you yeah. kind of feel alone. Like, Oh no, like what am I going to do? And he was just like, no, we, we will get through it. So it was like a big moment for me. That's just kind of be like, okay, I have a support system kind of brought me back. But yeah, it was, you know, that span of, what was it? Three months was a huge life changing experience. And for a while it had me down, like really down, mm. especially afterwards with the miscarriage and whatnot. Um, but afterwards, like I had to really think about myself and what I could learn from that situation. And that's what drove me into this, way um into that's you know, that's a big that's a big event you know in your life bro that's 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 a big mm-hmm. one. Oh but yeah do you think obviously that with the life you have right now do you think would you would you still assume that you would have had that life anyway if that event didn't happen or do you think <laughs> maybe that much mat- that maybe matured you more quickly in the sense that like no nah, i want to get this shit i want this shit by this age or is it just kind of happened to fall in place it matured me a lot faster a lot faster. Um, and that's one of the things that I take a positive out of it. You know, it made me motivated not just to live one day at a time, but, you know, to live, to push myself to, you know, for the next three, four five years, you know, cause I always live in the moment, but it, I wasn't really seeing much past what's not, what I'm going to do next year. Right. So, hey, you know, you know, those offense shit, like low key, the, the blessings in disguise, you know, Mm-hmm. For obviously happens pe- for a reason. Yeah, Everything literally, happens. sensible people like you, bro, that would structure you. Like, like you would know that shit. I've actually got to fix up. I got, I got mm-hmm. my mouth to feed. I got another mouth to feed. Yeah, and 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 you know that that whole situation. Yeah, it was just basically a one eighty turn from where I, I thought I was going to go to where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it really wakes mm-hmm. you up because some people, you know, they realize, oh, I'm not ready for that. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But for me, it was like, that's what I want. So now I'm going to work hard towards those goals in the right ways. So that was, that was the big, big changing point in my life was, was it like two years ago now? Bro, three, two and a half, two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half going on to three. Yeah, bro. That was a bit, I remember Evan said to me earlier that day, he's like, bro, something might be up. Um and I, I just brushed off. I was like, nah, bro, bullshit. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. And then later that night he was like, no, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, when I said bullshit earlier, I was talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan, bro. Nah, thanks for that. Thanks for sharing that, bro. I wasn't sure if you yeah. wanted to, but that's that's no, no. I mean, you know me, I'm super open about talking about hard experiences that I've been through to find the positives and I tell to everybody about it, you know? No, I so I, I think that too, bro. I think it's so important to like, to share what you can, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so many of us are just trying to put up a wall. And I think that's a reason why, even though I say like I'm open on social media, I think that's a reason why I do it in a way that I like to put myself out there and make people think like, okay, cool. Like, you know, he's not just this one straight guy or whatever. Um, but yeah, sorry. Anyway. All right. Last question, but I'm sure we'll <laughs> lead into other things. And it kind of just goes off what you just said, but maybe what's like your greatest life lesson slash advice that you would give to people. So it's not necessarily like the story, like you just said, but it's more like, mm. you know, like, Oh, I learned this or someone said this. And that's what I go by. 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, the big, the big lesson that I always, there's a couple of them that I have. One of them is everything happens for a reason. Um, and you can find, you can find the positive and learn and grow with it, or you can let it beat you down and keep you down. Um, and that's been a battle I've had all my life with different adversities. Um, you know, whether I can take it on the chin and, and move on and grow and learn or let it keep you down and hold you back from achieving what you want to achieve. Um, you know, like, and it goes, it, and that's for any age, you know, I've had things going on when I was a kid and et cetera. But when, um, but when you, when you learn from it, then, then it makes it a lot easier to move, like to grow and to be a better adult and to have that kind of life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think life experience is probably the best tools a person can develop. That's you know, it, for, nothing compares to that, huh? No. You know, if, if I wouldn't have gone through what I did, I wouldn't be nearly the person I am today. Yeah. You know, like, like, and, and I brought, would I still have been happy? Maybe, but I don't know. But instead of thinking about the what ifs, I think of what I have in front of me. Um, so there's, that's, that's a big one. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's old, and then the other one is, it's kind of cheesy, but it's, there's, there's basically always tomorrow. You know, today may not have gone well, but there's, there's still tomorrow. Um, you know, and I even have a, like a quote similar to that tattooed on me just as a reminder. It's just like, you know, you can be in the dark for a while, but the sun's always going to come up at some point. Yeah. You know, um, and it can't be more true. You know, we, we all go through our own hard experiences and some longer than others and some harder than others. Um, whether it's a loss in family or a loss in job or a breakup, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Everyone has their hardships, but it's no matter how hard it is, eventually you can find the sun coming up. Yeah, no, that's it. Evan, low key, bro. <laughs> I got into my feelings, bro. You should actually go into therapy, bro. That was nice, you know. No, he doesn't mean you should go, go into therapy. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I mean, you should be, you should be, a, you should be a therapist. I was like, let me clear that up because I know what he means. But just yeah, yeah. Bro, I would, I would pay for a session, bro. I'd be sitting there crying. Like, Help me, my life is shit. Well, that's the thing. Like when yeah. Case, when Case and I were talking about it, you know, earlier, like the road trips to Florida to McKendry or vice versa, we would just, we would figure out our own issues and talk it out for hours. Oh, really, man. I wish you were part of one of those journeys, bro. They're long, but, like, that's where the real shit happens. Mm. The talks, innit? The talks, bro. The talks. Because, yeah, I mean, like, Kays can relate as well in terms of athletics. You know, you have coaches who will support you and coaches who will diminish you. You know, like, my first year at McKendry Tennis, Kayser was right at that the fence on being on the starting lineup and not – and the amount of times he got screwed over was incredible. Like, it was mad. Like, our own coach played in practices instead of letting him play. It was a madness. Swear. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it was really hard on Kayser, and rightfully, rightfully so. He's like, I'm not getting the chances. And it was just so wait, wait, wait. Was... I'm, I'm kind of confused. So what, if you don't had a tournament, instead of you playing... No, 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 sorry. Let me, no, explain, no. Let me explain. Let me explain. Yeah. I'll just explain real quick. So the coach we had at the time was actually still, he was only a few years older than us and he still wanted to play himself. Um, <laughs> but like he still had that mentality that no, I still want to be a player. So bro, whenever in practice, if there was ever an odd number or something, he would always try and jump in and like get his own practice in. And there was this time where in the team we had like 16 players, right? It was a lot. You know, yeah. I told you only six people play in it. Yeah. Um, but we had like a top eight and a bottom eight. And so the top eight, top eight trained together, the bottom eight trained together. And I was number nine at one point, but like our number eight guy that day was out sick. And so naturally I would jump in on it. Yeah. And he was, he put himself into training. Instead of me. <laughs> but yeah, nah, go on. Evan. Um, and it got to the point where Kayser was even thinking about transferring because the coach was really like, no, nah, you probably were better off to transfer. Swear. <clears throat> and, and resilient, you know, and we were literally sat in like the kitchen table for hours. And I'm just like, dude, like you can either let him win or you can basically go out swinging, literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> pun intended. Um, 
Because it's like, what did you come here for? You came here to play. So play. And if it works, great. But if it doesn't, at least you tried. Right. Um, and don't let a coach tell you what you're worth. Like, go out there and show yourself. Because if you accept it, then you've given up. You've, you've let the, the, the hardships drag you down. But instead, like, literally the next year, Kayser played his, probably the best tennis he had ever played. And it just continued on up. It was just that mental mental resilience of just like, fuck you. Like, you know, like I'm going to go out and play because that's what you came here to do. You came here to play. So play. Kays, bro, this thumb was sabotaging you, bro. He literally be like, there's a tournament, case, but it's next week. But <laughs> <laughs> you got to the tournament and Kays is he's pulled out of injury. Here's a training today, just got pushed back an hour. So you don't mind coming at 3.30, do you? So the tooth, as I pull up, everyone's sweating. <laughs> In the background, so is the course ready for us to leave? <laughs> Shit cares. I've got to tell you, we're halfway on the way to Florida as it goes. Uh, well, the worst part was he wasn't even that good of a tennis player. Uh, fuck. <laughs> he but tried nah. playing our number one and he slapped him. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Benjamin Mueller. Goaty, goaty. All right, nah, bro, that's good, man. Thanks for sharing those stories. We enjoyed them very much. Yeah, but I wanted to end, let's end on a little fun note. We got, let's, let's try to go about five more minutes, boys, if you have a little look at the time. Um, I want to talk about your 23rd birthday. You knew this was coming, bro. You knew this was coming. All right, so let me give a bit of a backdrop. So Evan came to London to see me for his 23rd birthday in 2018 now. Yeah, 2018? Summer of 2018. Luckily, like, my uncle had a little flat in South London, and it was he, he was away. So me and Evan had the place to ourselves. And so Evan's birthday, obviously, he wanted to go big. Like, he's in London for the first time. And so it was me, him, you called Jordan Parsons, who was your friend from McKendry, who also was from England, though. So he drove down for that. And then obviously got the fellow over here came. So the four of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Jordan, Jordan was a bartender, like you said, right? So he, yeah. was, make, he was making drinks from, poof, what did he make? Bro, that drunk could drink, you know. Made a bunch of gin and tonics and different like, types of drink. gin drinks. It was, that's all I remember from that point. I'll let you say a bit more but I'll just <clears> say the story briefly so yeah we all get super fucked up we get the Uber to the um to central London which is about a 20 minute drive and I'm feeling good in the in the in the car to be fair I'm feeling it and I look back and I see you kind of like leaning against the window and I'm looking at Rion and Jordan and they're kind of giving me the eyes like oh and I'm like oh Evan everyone's at leaning but this guy was swinging fam. yeah bro and then anyway we get out I look at Evan he is fucked next minute we're on the other side of the club, this guy is throwing up his guts, like over your nice new shirt. And then the other best, my favorite part is though, Rion was actually low key a bit like, not annoyed, but it was a bit like, oh man, like we've come all this way. Like, <laughs> and then I turn around two minutes later, he's sitting right next to you throwing his shit up too. He also forgot oh, no, his ID. So don't, we kind of got in anyways. Yeah. But, Trump, um, do you know how mad that was for me? I think she came back from Yorkshire. Mm. No, but that, that, that has to be a good memory for you, though, bro. As, you know, maybe in terms of not literal memory, but from what you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was good fun. I was fine until I got in the car. Mm. I don't know what it is about London drivers, man, but driving straight is just not an option. Them cabbies are all over the shop, bro. Like weaving in and out, hitting the brakes, accelerating. Of no joke, that that actually can fuck you, you know. It it was bad. Like I was messed up. Mm. And because like we walked all the way to where we met the, the, the Uber and I was fine. Like I was, I was drunk, but I was fine. It was once you start moving like that and stopping and going and swaying and all that is where I, I lost it. No, I lost that was, it. That was I remember though that night was weird because like everybody died at, at different points. Damn. Like Evan, you died in the car. I died like when we couldn't get in. And then Kesa dies back in the gaff. Bro, the yeah. way I had to compose myself for the car ride home because I was like, I'm so close. And then as soon as we got in, I was like, I released it, bro. I had nothing left. I was literally just dry heaving on the way home. My best <laughs> memory of that night. No, bang the door in your knee, bro. I was going to say, my best memory, well, not my best, but one of the funniest is at like 4 a.m., I go into the bathroom and just throw, throw my shit up in the, in the toilet. But then I fall asleep in the bathroom, like on the floor. <laughs> and like an hour later, <laughs> I just hear Rion grumbling outside. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Uh, he slammed open the door. 
bangs it into my leg and just starts throwing it. <laughs> that was the worst hangover I think I've ever had in my life. Bro. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that hangover was peak, man. That was, that was, that was peak. No, but I'm glad you came for that, bro. I know, I know it was a good time for you. And you obviously got to meet Rion for the first time as well. So you obviously, you know, you got the you got what you wanted done. Yeah, you still owe me that money for those drinks at in Orlando. Oh, bro. That girl. Bro, I... don't, don't think you'll throw me under the bus on my bad drinking night. I was way like, in Orlando. How how way was I? I, bro, I felt like I, the, I managed it well though. The worst part was about that whole thing was you ordered and you had a whole conversation with the bartender. And I convinced you to go get that drink with that girl because Kayser was still chatting with his. And you're like, oh, man, I want to move on. I was like, no, nah, man, go offer her a drink. Like, she'll get really interested in the combo. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Goes over. Then me and Fernando go over. This dude just orders and just leaves. <laughs> I forgot, you know. And, the and I, when I watched you, just walk out. <laughs> she did. She's like, do you know him? I was like, well, yeah, he, like, we're good buddies. Like, he, we came here together. And he's like, so you're going to pick up the tab? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but a bar in the day, especially in Aero, she, I think it was Aero, she, she loved me because I remember like, every time I was at a bar, I was busting convo about it, but she was bare nice. Mm. And then I completely forgot, like I, I literally had a tab open. And then I remember what, what I get a girl a drink or something. Yeah. And then I completely, I'm like, I was so buzzed, bro. Your <laughs> mum, bro, your mum killed me that night with the pre-drinking. I was gone. <laughs> Oh my god, I was finished, bro. No, oh, with the uh, Irish poker. Yeah, I've never, I've never ever played that game before, and it mm. killed me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Nah, but obviously that was a good story. We'll chat more about that coming up. But Evan, bro, thank you for joining us. I hope you did. You have a good time. Oh, absolutely. No, this was good fun. This was really good fun. Nah, Evan, man. this was lovely, man. No joke. This was lovely. And obviously, bro, as I said at the start, bro, you. Again, you've been one of the most supportive for us. You've given us plenty of loads of ideas, and your bro, biggest thing from you. This guy always, I know, obviously, Rion, you don't see it because you don't have it, but this guy's always shouting us out, bro. Always. Hey, that's hard. So I have to for this one since I'm in it. Yeah, this. <laughs> Imagine this is the first one that you fucked up. <laughs> I no joke though. Anyone that listens to this one, I reckon that they'll, they'll definitely enjoy this. This has been a good episode. No, there's a lot of good stuff to take. I knew, I knew it'd be a good one. Evan's a good talker. He talks well. Thank you. But all right, bro. Um, we'll chat more after this anyway. But are we all good there, boys. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, Evan, bro. And we'll chat to you. No, soon. thanks. Thanks for having me, man. You know what, bro? It was we'll, awesome. try, we'll try to get you on again at some point for sure. See where you're at. Anytime. Anytime. Love, right. guys. Thank you, bro. I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> Peace.